Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today we're gonna tackle a difficult topic, you know, like we usually do. In this case, it is the is the order on Netflix any good? Yeah. That's a hard one to ask and answer. I have many mixed feels about this show, starting from the cast to everything about it. If you're not familiar with the show, it recently premiered on Netflix. It was created by Dennis Heaton and Shelley Erickson, who have very few credits to their name that I recognized. <laughs> Shelley apparently wrote for Continuum, which was a show I didn't like. Um, yeah, it's... Basically, kid goes to school where there is a secret society to get into the secret society to, society to get revenge on his father, who basically one night standed his mom and she committed suicide. Something like that. That's the basic gist. And it's a horror show. At least it has all the trappings of horror. It, it's kind of a funny show. It, it it tries to have romance in it. Like, I don't know if my voice really carries how high my shoulders have to get to do the shruggy thing to say that properly. Is, is it a good show? <clears throat> I, I am not qualified to answer that. I, I think... I know this is like I'm shirking my responsibilities here. I, I don't think it's... Okay, this is where you have to listen to this whole sentence or a series of them to catch the gist of what I'm saying. While I do not believe that The Order is a good show, it is a fun one to watch, and I'm curious to see what happens going forward should it get a second season. This is not the chilling adventures of Sabrina where I'm going to tell you exactly how wonderful it was or anything like that. It, it, it happened. It, it has an interesting cast for reasons. Um, maybe if you're like me, the only person that you will really recognize is Max Martini, who has been in a lot of different action movies, and apparently he was on NCIS Los Angeles, which I didn't know, and the Fifty Shades movies, which I have never watched, and My Little Pony the movie, which I still haven't gotten around to watching yet. But, yeah, he's there, and you might know him. He played Herc Hansen in Pacific Rim. That's where I recognized him from. Yeah, this... Okay. I feel like... And I know I say this often when we talk about a show. That I don't know what qualifies as a spoiler for this show. 
or not. So I'm just going to go into spoilers and talk about it in a moment. I'll do the countdown when I do. Basically, I will say if you liked cheesy old um, Charmed, like before the soap opera fully kicked in, or like the early seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, then this might be the show for you. Maybe. It kind of fills in that place where it's kind of goofy, horror, comedy, angsty thing. So, I I enjoyed it. I will definitely watch season two. Let's just get into spoilers so we can talk about this hot mess of a show. I will be talking about events in the entire first season of The Order, which is up on Netflix right now. If you have not seen it and you do not want to be spoiled about anything, you might want to be gone because spoilers are coming in in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay. First problem I have with the show, and it's a big one. In I really hate to say this because I try not to be that person. I really do. But the main character, Jack Morton, is played by Jake Manley. And Jake is not who I would have cast for this show. He just isn't. Um, he apparently was a couple characters or something. I don't know. I never watched iZombie, but he's got some credits for being on iZombie. He was Bartholomew on one episode of American Gods in the first season. You know, he's he was uh, Brad on Heroes Reborn, which I think had more promise. And yeah, so... Okay, my problems with him is twofold. <clears throat> one, he has a very dry voice. And I try not to hold this against actors because... You can't really blame them for having the voice that they have, but because of the nature and tone of his voice, it's hard for me to take him seriously. And I don't mean like he's got a funny voice or anything like that, but it does not carry emotion with it. It is a very dry voice, and so when he is emoting, it just... Sounds like he's not really emoting. Like, he sounds... Some of the more serious moments of the show come across to me almost like Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine being sarcastic. Just because the sound of his voice doesn't match the emotion that he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a problem that several actors have, like Keanu Reeves. is kind of infamous for... And so most productions find a way to use the basic stoic, you know, stoicism of Keanu Reeves' voice as an advantage. See the Matrix films or the uh, um, John Wick movies. I, I don't. I, I had a really hard time buying him as the main character. The second problem that I have is his character is written really badly. He's an idiot. He's stupid. He's a moron. And I don't like him. 
And I know you're going to say, but you said you liked this show and you can't wait for season two. And I can't, but... Okay, so he's going to the school that has a secret society, and he's there the first day, and he's at an orientation thing, and the first thing that he does, and it's in the trailer, is... So, tell me what you know about the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose. And, of course, that horrible, horrible, cringe-inducing line. Everybody knows that the Order is fake news. Yeah, that happens. But you're trying to find a way to become a part of a secret society. So running around and literally talking to everyone that he meets. Like, I think the only people he doesn't talk to about this supposed secret society are maybe some of the statues on campus. The blade, the individual blades of grass, he doesn't ask. But pretty much everybody else that he encounters... He just flat out, hi, tell me what you know about the, the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose. That just doesn't strike me as the smart way to get yourself involved in a secret society. It really doesn't. And in something that both helps and hurts the show, his grandfather, Peter Morton, is played by Matt Frewer. And I love Matt Furrer. I've grown up with him. I just remember watching Max Headroom when I was a kid. You know, all the way through, I have enjoyed him on a lot of things. Even that weird episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that he did. I, I have enjoyed him for a long time. He is a very specific kind of actor. And the scenes that he has with his grandson in this really were problematic because, you know, as I said, you know, Jake doesn't have the most expressive voice and Matt Furrer's biggest issue in a lot of ways is that his voice is almost too expressive. And that made for a really bizarre juxtaposition there. And his character also, I don't think was written all that well now biggest things with that is uh you know since we're in spoilers just to remind you pete dies so i don't have to worry about that anymore and of course at the end of the season oh man okay so basically what you end up finding out is very quickly very quickly because they don't hide from the audience at all that the hermetic order of the blue rose actually exists in fact, they're the only reason that he got invited to the school for reasons we're not told. See, the person in charge of the temple there basically pulls some strings to get him invited and get him a full scholarship to the point where when her plans are thwarted, she actually casts a spell that literally as he's holding, he's at his mother's grave reading his rejection letter from the school. And as he's holding it, all the letters start going bleak, 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 and, and rewrite themselves into an acceptance letter. And he's just like, Hey mom, I got in. And he's a little bit more excited than that, but not by much because that's just the kind of the way the character is. And I'm just like, okay. Yet he doesn't quite believe that there's magic and this isn't what like, gets him to believe that there's magic like real magic 
He just kind of thinks it's a secret society like Skull and Bones. For reasons? Even though his granddad apparently knows that his father magicked his mom and that's why she was obsessed with him and da 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 Okay. So, yeah. The setup for the show isn't over yet. So, we meet his RA and we meet his roommate and his roommate turns out to be a golem named Clay. I'm pausing for laughter. I hope you laughed. If you, okay, if you laughed when I said his roommate is a golem named Clay, this is the kind of show you will enjoy. Because as soon as you find out that he's a golem, I started laughing. And I thought that was so funny. Like, ha ha ha, you named the golem Clay. That's so funny. Uh, and then, you know, big grunty sigh. But th that's kind of the level of the humor here. And oh yeah, his his uh, RA is actually secretly a werewolf who's a member of the Knights of St. Christopher whose sole purpose is to fight the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose and stop them. And they do this basically by randomly killing anyone and everyone who practices magic until Jake, Jack, whatever gets brought into the order and then kind of is like, you know, maybe this isn't the thing you should be doing. Maybe there are other ways we could do this without just eating the hearts and being all cannibals of everybody who does magic. And there's a character who happens to be... Okay, so let's talk about Lilith for a minute. So there's a character in this called Lilith Bathory who is a werewolf who likes to kill everything. And yeah, we later find out that she was once a member of the order, but was kind of reckless and got kicked out for reasons. And they wiped her memory. So she doesn't remember being Alyssa's like best friend and doesn't remember her time in the order. It is just a werewolf who likes to kill things. And her name is Lilith Bathory. And no one is self-conscious about the fact that her name is Lilith or Bathory. Like, that doesn't connect with anybody. Everybody's just like, oh, hi, Lil. Yeah. They give her a cute nickname in the series. It's Killeth. Yeah. It's that kind of show. But that doesn't necessarily make it bad. Does it? When discussing a show like The Order, concepts of good, bad, good, evil, good, intentionality, reason, thought, none of these are helpful in discussing a show like this. Because in many ways, it is a brilliant and beautiful train wreck. And in other ways, it's really funny and I like the way the cast work together because even though the werewolves are crazy and I have to give them props that they named them the Order of St. Christopher because most people know St. Christopher as a giant but the original stories of St. Christopher actually said that he had um a dog's head so yeah that 
it's not something that a lot of people know. And so that kind of like hit a nerdy spot in me that, you know, St. Christopher started as a dog headed saint and then morphed into other things. And so the idea that, you know, a group of werewolves would be named after a dog headed saint, that that's kind of cool. I mean, that's at least some research or knowledge. Yeah. But I, I actually like the werewolves. I like their interactions with each other. I like their camaraderie with each other. Hamish is a particularly interesting character. I liked him. I like Thomas Elms, who plays him. Lilith was a... For all of her flaws of just being so murdery, 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 murdery. Like, just... She likes to kill. She was fun, and I enjoyed her. And Randall... His last name's Carpio. I don't think that ever gets mentioned on the show, but Randall Carpio, who is played by and um, Adam DeMarco, I really enjoyed his complete lack of morality or inner compass or guide that would tell him that maybe just getting drunk and killing things because they have magic is not just a boo-boo. Like, oh yeah, you accidentally killed your ethics professor. Oh yeah, that's like the first thing that happens. So they trick... Okay, I really should just do a full breakdown of this show at some point. So basically, they kidnap Jack and take him to this place where they have the werewolf pelts, because it's how werewolfism works in this. And it, like, takes over him, and then he starts hearing this ringing while he... <laughs> is out and about and he ends up killing his ethics professor. And this is basically treated as a whoopsie doodle. You know, sometimes it's hard to control the wolf and you just accidentally kill people because you do. And reasons. Yeah. The, the morality of this show is so bizarre because the whole plot is about getting revenge on Edward for Edward Coventry, played by Max Martini, who, because he's a bad guy who basically enchanted Jack's mother so she would have sex with him and got her pregnant and then dumped her so he could go and have dalliances with others. And he's just okay with... Like, there are so many people killed and murdered in this thing like there's just as an offhanded joke that they basically killed four people to extend keith richard's life and it's kind of funny when you first hear it because you don't know what the ritual is and then you find out what the ritual is and you're just like you just said that they killed four people to say to to extend keith richard's life oh and jewel states in it she plays twin necromancers for reasons and one has cancer and she's got a MacGuffin thingy that's central to the plot that isn't that is she's she's in a couple episodes because she is and I love Jewel State she's amazing you know her from Firefly she played Kaylee um, yeah, this show just kind of whopped me in the face in ways that I, 
I am still not quite comfortable with, but I enjoyed it. And so I don't know if that says something about some kind of internal masochism on my part. Because, as I've said a couple times already, there's no way I could call this show good. Like, the writing is not particularly good. The jokes are not clever. Some, some, Some of them are really funny. But they're not like clever, and I I'm, I question whether or not anybody who wrote and/or directed this movie has ever had a romance, because like the romance plot lines are really weird. Because Alyssa, who's the medicum of the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose, starts having a thing with Jack, and it becomes a thing, and it's all kinds of problems and. They have issues, because they do, and yeah. So you should definitely watch the show. And I don't know why. I, I wish I could tell you why. Like Most of the reason I wanted to do an episode on this, and I spent so much of today getting ready to do this episode on this, was trying to figure out why I would recommend this to someone. Because in the end, I rather enjoyed it. And this is a show that I have to be thankful to streaming for, because we weren't, you know, I wasn't feeling good over the weekend, and it was just a thing we could put on. And we did, because of the strengths of the first couple of episodes, I probably wouldn't have pushed through. And I would have missed something that I really liked, but because, you know, while we were debating whether or not we were going to go on to the next episode, it just did, and we were just like, okay, fine. And let it play. And that's actually its strength. Because it does like a weird set of world building. And makes a show that for the most part is really entertaining. The character relationships, the world that they set up. It's fun. And it's like, it's like a transitional form where it's not quite the episodic shows like you used to get, like the Buffy the Vampire Slayers. It's not quite, you know, fully episodic like that. But it's not a Netflix show where it's telling, like, this consistent, coherent story throughout. Because, like, there's this whole subplot where um, Randall gets kidnapped by this wizard guy who's wanting to, like, take his blood and make his own werewolves to fight off the other werewolves, because fight werewolves with werewolves, because that's what you do, I guess. And it's, it's, it's there, it's an episode that happens, and it's entertaining, and it's interesting, and it lets you see Randall have to fight things, and have other emotions other than, hey, man, let's drink and tell goofy stories and such. But it's it's so weird. It's just... I, I don't... Like, if you're wanting to watch, like, great horror, this is not that. If you want to watch a show that's extremely well done in every possible way, I think... You know, that's what the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is for. I think what I love about this more than anything is that it's trying really hard. 
Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, Star Hunter, which I recently found out they did a redux, and they're about to do a new season of it. So I'm going to have to get caught up on that, because that, again, at least the version of the show that I got to see wasn't, you know, the best, but apparently the network re-edited it or something. But it, it tried... And there's something about watching this show try to be both scary and funny that is so oddly compelling to me. It made for so it made for a lot of fun and enjoyment and my husband and I having long conversations, sometimes pausing episodes or between episodes to discuss what the thing was that we just saw. And that, to me, is the optimal way to watch this show. Because it's it's endearing in its goofiness. And bizarre in its sincerity. And it's not common to see something like this actually make it into the light of day. And I think that's what I really like about it more than almost anything else. It's trying to be its own thing. So it's like its werewolves are different. Its magic is kind of the magic that you expect with like the drawing circles and altars and sacrificing things. But like they're trying very hard not to be like devil magic like you would get in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. And it's not wand magic like you would get in um harry potter and it's not stila magic like you see in the mortal instruments or shadow hunters it is it it has this like consciousness of other properties in a similar vein to it and it's trying to be its own separate thing within that in a way that is endearing. And I think it's a really weird thing to call a horror show. Because it, it that's the category they put it in. But it is oddly endearing. And it, it, it just is. I like the characters. Most of them. I'm glad. Like, it's one of those sad things. I'm glad Pete's dead. Pete's character was rather annoying to me. I'm glad Edward is gone by the end of the season. He was annoying to me. Most of the annoying characters that I don't care about are dead by the end of the first season. So I'm kind of okay with that. Um, the end of season one sees all of our werewolves get, being given amnesia and their reliquary is ransacked by the order and they steal everything. Which is going to be problematic when they start woofing out on the new moon. Well, that's not really a thing. But, you know, when they get angrier, hear magic. and We'll have to see how that plays out in a second season should that happen. And I really hope it does because I, I like these characters. There's, Like I said, there's just something about them that is fun to watch. And the world is so strange and just a little off that I I want to know more about it. So I do hope there's more. 
I, I the last thing I wanted to do with this review is put you off on the show. If you haven't watched it and you listen to all of this, trust me, the spoilers are not going to matter at all. They're not. Most of the things that I spoiled or could have spoiled that I didn't in this episode, you will see coming a mile away. Like I said, not you're not watching this for like brilliantly tight writing or anything like that. The cast works really well together. The, there's something compelling in this world that I would like to explore and learn more about. I, I hope Netflix lets us. So if you haven't seen The Order and I haven't completely turned you off, just give it a try. It, it's, it is a bizarre little show on Netflix that, you know, it's not my new favorite thing. But I am glad I watched it. And sometimes I think there's room for that in our lives. Hopefully you like my show better than I liked The Order. And if you did, and you're listening to me on an app that lets you rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. That helps me out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share me with more people. If you've got a buck you can throw my way in the show notes, you'll see a link this is Anchor Community Support. If you click that link, you'll be able to give at the $1, $5, or $10 levels. That money helps me do pretty much everything that I do, from the podcast to the books to everything. Um, if you don't have any money or don't feel like donating, that's fine. If you could tell somebody that you think would enjoy this podcast about it, that helps out a lot, too. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, you can either hit me up on Twitter, I'm C. Dorset over there, or you can go to anchor.fm, click on, um, download it, follow Project Shadow, and then click the voice message button. You can send me up to a one-minute message, keep it clean so I can use it on the show, so this can be more of a community effort. I would really like us to have more conversation on the show. So, please consider doing that um yeah if you want to find links to any of the other things that i do just head over to projectshadow.com definitely check out the order if you haven't seen it it is it, it's a strange bird it is like it is just a strange bird until next time don't forget have the fun bye